0: Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service which is already underway and listen to the message.
1: Matthew chapter 14 verses 1 through 11 beginning with verse 1. At that time Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, this is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John, and bound him, and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they multitude, because they counted him as a prophet." But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod, whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John the Baptist's head in a charger. And the king was sorry, nevertheless, for the oath's sake, and them which sat with him at meat. he commanded it to be given her. And he sent and beheaded John in the prison, and his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. I want to preach to you this morning with the help of the Lord, take the chains off the pulpit. Take the chains off the pulpit. Wherever you're gathered this morning, would you just pray with me before we begin? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be gathered together in your presence in one body, unified in spirit, though separate physically. Lord, I pray that the ministry of the Word and the Spirit would move into every venue where people are listening today. Lord, I pray that the Holy Ghost would touch every life Lord, that faith would be inspired to those that have found themselves faithless. That courage would uplift those that have become despondent. And the gospel, Lord, of Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, would make its way into every home today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. In our text, we find one of the most well-known characters in the Bible, John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a preacher. He was a preacher among preachers. Jesus said in the book of Luke that there was no greater prophet than John the Baptist. He was a renowned and well-known man, yet John the Baptist really only preached one Message. Everywhere he went, in every venue he stood, behind every pulpit that he preached in, he preached repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. He said things like, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. In one passage of scripture, John refers to the congregation as a generation of vipers. John the Baptist's mission in life was to preach repentance and prepare people for the coming of the Lord. Repentance is not an easy thing to preach. It mandates the listener address the sin in their life. Preaching repentance is not how to become popular amongst your peers. Preaching repentance requires the preacher to define right from wrong. Sin and righteousness must be defined for repentance to occur. Acceptable and unacceptable must be highlighted. A clear and undisputed light shines upon the sin in our life when repentance is preached. This puts the listener in a position where they must either deny or deal with the sin that is in their life. Confession, by contrast, is not really the same thing as repentance. Confession addresses sin without a mandate for change. The Word says that if I'm faithful to confess my sins, He is faithful to forgive me of my sins. I can achieve forgiveness and the alleviation of guilt in my life through confession, but change only happens through repentance. I can confess without being repentant, but I cannot repent without confession. Amen. Repentance is not an easy thing to do for some of us. Because it requires that we deal with things in our life that have gone undealt with for too long. But repentance is necessary for change. And this is what John the Baptist preached. He preached repentance. The message of repentance is still preached today. It is the entrance gate to salvation. Acts 2.38 says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance is the entrance gate to salvation. Repentance is the entrance gate to a life lived with power over sin. Repentance is mandatory for our lives to change and be affected by the gospel of Jesus Christ. In our text, we find John the Baptist preaching repentance. John had highlighted sin to someone who was not repentant. He preached repentance to someone with authority to bring retribution to the preacher. John spared no words when making it known to the king Herod uh, that there was a lust issue in his life that had to be dealt with. This message of repentance caused the king to become vengeful toward John and he threw him in prison. The unrepentant will always resent the messenger of repentance. The Bible says that King Herod would have killed John immediately upon hearing the challenge to his sin if it were not for the multitude. King Herod feared the multitude. Saints of God, let me just pause here to remind you today there is power in the multitude. The enemy tries to isolate us in life and make us feel like we are all alone, but there is nothing farther from the truth. We are not alone, we are a multitude of believers. In this time of quarantine, when so many of us are isolated in our homes, dealing with loneliness, the adversary wants us to feel as if we are powerless. But I want to remind you today that you are a great and mighty army. You are the body of Christ. You are the majority by power and the majority by the name of Jesus. The enemy fears the multitude. Saints of God, you are the multitude uh, and the enemy is afraid of you. Uh, the adversary knows uh, when there is unity in the multitude, uh, the facade of his deception uh, and his kingdom uh, is in jeopardy. Mm. We may be separated physically for a season, but we are unified in spirit. Uh, We are unified in mission. Uh, We are unified in doctrine. Uh, And we are unified in the name of Jesus. Uh, And one day very soon, uh, we will worship together again. Oh, hallelujah. I invite you to just say amen and clap your hands wherever you are this morning and just invite the Spirit of God into that room uh, as the Word begins to work on us uh, wherever we are today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the power of His Spirit in this room here today. The Bible says that King Herod would have killed John immediately if it were not for the multitude. Sometimes we forget that we are the multitude. Herod then goes on to throw John in prison for a time. And after an unclear period of time John uh, of John being in p- prison, Herod celebrates his birthday. And at this birthday celebration, Herodias' daughter dances for Herod. And Herod, so pleased with what has taken place, uh, makes a promise to Herodias. He gives her a blank check. He says, anything you want, I'll do it. Mm. And Herodias asks for John the Baptist to be beheaded. And King Herod, not being able to go back on an oath as king, beheads John the Baptist. Since the beginning of the church, this world has fought to silence the word of God. When sin is rampant, take notice of the preacher who speaks against it. The spirit of Herodias hates that preacher. That same spirit of rebellion roams our world trying to stop the word of God from being spoken. The spirit of Herodias uh, wants the head of every preacher on a platter. Mm, Hallelujah. The spirit of Herodias fears the word of God. That spirit hates truth, Uh, that spirit trembles. uh, at the name of Jesus, the spirit of Herodias is offended when we preach against sin. That spirit roams the night looking for a chance, looking for an offended saint, a rebellious member that is willing to cut out the tongue of the preacher. That spirit will stop at nothing to shut down pulpits and shut up preachers. The spirit of Herodias will rob you of your calling. It will crush your godly desires. It will thwart you at every turn. Uh, It will make war against the call of God in your life. Uh, It wages battles against the spoken word of God. Uh, And for the last several decades, uh, it has moved uh, that battleground from the church house to our house. We have watched as the high priests of our home have succumbed to that spirit We've been afraid to address sin in our own lives. We've become fearful to address sin issues in our own home. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that the church of Jesus Christ is going to preach truth till the trumpet sounds. I'm here to take authority over the rebellious spirit of Herodias uh, that has fought against the office of the high priest in the home uh, and to let it know uh, that you are not going to silence uh, this preacher. Uh, You are not going to silence the church. Uh, You are not going to silence uh, the fathers and mothers. Uh, We are going to speak uh, and preach the word of God in our homes. Loose the liberty of this gospel to be at work in your families, in your homes, uh, and every father and mother and every preacher that graces this pulpit. uh, Let the word be released in your life, unbridled, unfettered every day. We are living in unprecedented times. Fear is rampant. Uncertainty is looming. Conspiracy theories abound. Agendas of all sides are working around the clock, and the adversary is working overtime to destroy the one thing he has never been able to stop, the church. The agenda of Herodias to silence the gospel, to muzzle the preacher, has been at work for generations. Uh, and that same spirit wants to seize uh, this moment of crisis uh, to shut down pulpits, uh, silence preachers, uh, and thwart the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, but, friend of mine, I got good news for you today. Uh, the only thing uh, that spirit has accomplished uh, in this pandemic. Uh, is to exacerbate uh, the propagation uh, of this glorious gospel. Uh, The adversary uh, has taken the chains uh, off the pulpit uh, and loosed uh, preachers uh, into every home. Uh, Saints of God uh, are sharing the gospel uh, with a newfound fervency. Uh, The boldness uh, we have longed to see uh, has swept into people's lives. Uh, People are being saved. Uh, in their living rooms, uh, in their kitchens, uh, in their bedrooms. Uh, The gospel uh, has been loosed uh, over the airwaves uh, with exponential volume. Uh, The word uh, of God uh, has been released uh, and the chains uh, are off uh, the pulpit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Romans 10 14 says, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? Hmm. Overnight, thousands of new preachers huh, have been self-commissioned huh, by the necessity of the hour. Huh, and people are preaching huh, to their friends huh, and their loved ones huh, as they feel huh, the urgency of the hour huh, Pressing in upon them. I came to you just a few weeks ago after going to Bangladesh and I prophetically declared to this congregation that our world is stepping into global revival. Here we are just a few months removed and the entire planet is facing a pandemic. Saints of God, it's not time to fear. It's not time to fret. It's not time to relinquish faith. It's not time to be reserved. It's time to take the chains off the pulpit and preach this gospel to everybody that you know. Tell them, repent, and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And ye shall, ye shall, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel great faith today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1 and 21 says, It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Uh, See, it doesn't matter how good or bad the economy is. We all need a preacher. We need Johns that will walk into king's courts uh, and preach the word of God. We need Pauls uh, that will walk into messed up churches uh, and preach instruction. Uh, We need preachers uh, that will walk into broken churches uh, and preach healing. Uh, We need teachers uh, to prepare us. Uh, We need the pulpit. Uh, We need the preacher. Uh, We need prophets uh, that will preach with foresight uh, and faith. Uh, We need spiritual fathers in the gospel uh, to rise up in this hour uh, and give us the pure, uh, unadulterated Word of God huh? And it needs to flow huh? From each and every one of us mm. I think about the story Of Joseph When the money failed in Egypt and The Bible says That many came to Egypt Because they heard That there was bread there Huh People are hearing that right now about the church. People are looking left and right, wondering where they can turn. Who's telling the truth with so many people saying so many different things, so many agendas being pushed, so many theories being pushed? Who can I trust? Who's genuine? Who's got the truth? We've got the truth. We are the multitude, and we have the doctrine, and we have the truth, and the truth has been released from the church house to your house. You can preach it to everyone that will listen. You've been commissioned by Christ in this hour to propagate the gospel like never before. Uh, This nation is crying out for the word of God. It's crying out for truth in this hour. And rest assured, these church doors will open again. (laughs) Ha, these church doors will open again and when they do, people are going to come in and they're going to come to find and they're going to come to see and they're going to ask, is there bread here? Can I find the bread of life here? I've been hearing it for weeks that in this place I could feel the presence of God. I've heard for weeks that in this place I can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What will they find when they come to the house of God Uh, I've come to tell you today uh, that when they walk through these doors uh, they will find uh, the bread of life Uh, they will find uh, signs, uh, wonders uh, and miracles Uh, they will see uh, the saints of God rejoice uh, and praise uh, and magnify his name uh, for who he is hallelujah Mm. we are in a unique moment of opportunity right now. I'm not diminishing or negating the suffering that is happening in our world. Many of us know someone personally that is sick. Some of our precious preachers have been stricken with this virus in our in this very hour fighting for their lives. But friend of mine, don't believe for a minute that God has lost control of this situation. He is still on the throne and he is still in control. He can raise up anybody who wants to whenever he wants to. He has not lost his power. He has not lost his might. He has not lost his sovereignty. God is still on the throne. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, but there is opportunity for the church right now. Uh, I remember several years ago we were working out at the Buckeye Lake campground and and uh there was a song that became very popular that year. A contemporary Christian artist. That song was called "Clear the Stage," and I'm sure many of you have heard it. I was praying in my office on Friday about tonight's or today's service, and and I was just asking the Lord for direction. I felt God say, "Tell them to clear the stage, clear the stage in their life." I'm going to read to you today the lyrics to this song. They are so applicable in this hour. They say, clear the stage and set the sound and lights ablaze. If that's the measure you must take to crush the idols. Jerk the pews and all the decorations too. Until the congregation's few then have revival. Tell your friends, That this is where the party ends. Hear this. Until you're broken for your sins, you can't be social. Then seek the Lord and wait for what he has in store. And know that great is your reward. So just be hopeful. So you can sing all you want to. You can sing all you want to. And still get it wrong. Because worship is more than a song. Take a break from all the plans you've made. We've all done that. And sit at home alone and wait for God to whisper. (laughs) Beg him please to open up his mouth and speak. And pray for real, pray for real upon your knees until they blister. Shine the light on every corner of your life until the pride and lust and lies are in the open. Then read the word and put to test the things you've heard until your heart and soul are stirred and rocked. And broken. I felt the Holy Ghost impress upon me to tell you not to squander this opportunity because you may not get it again. He said, Tell them to repent, to allow the light of conviction to shine in their life. Second Chronicles seven and 14 says, "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land." We all love this verse. We've heard it preached by many preachers. But there's a key phrase in this verse that we often gloss over. This verse mandates that before hearing, before forgiving, and before healing, there must be a turning. There must be a turning away from things that are wicked In our life. We must turn from our wicked ways. It's the essential piece of repentance. Wherever you're gathered here today, I want to invite you to just stand with your family. I want you to take the hand of somebody near you. If you're with a friend, a loved one, a spouse. I just want you to gather together where you are. And close your eyes and begin to lift your voice. And we're gonna go into a time of prayer right now. And I believe the Holy Ghost uh, is going to begin to illuminate some things in your life this morning. Uh, The Holy Ghost is going to begin to shine uh, in areas uh, that you have left untouched uh, for too long. Uh, The Lord is going to begin to illuminate to you uh, things in your life that have hindered uh, you in the past. uh, So that when you come out of quarantine, uh, when you come out uh, of this confined condition uh, that we find, ourselves in today you will come out with boldness you will come out with faith you will come out anointed and you will come out and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone that you encounter would you pray with me today Jesus we love you we are so thankful for your word this morning. Lord, oh, we are so thankful huh, for the moving of your spirit today. God, I'm asking you right now, huh, Lord, that conviction huh, Lord, would come into every home. Huh, Lord, that the Holy Ghost huh, would move upon huh, every believer right now. Huh, Lord, if there are people gathered together huh, that have never been filled huh, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, huh, I pray you would fill them huh, with the gift of the Holy Spirit right now. Lord, I pray Lord, that fear would be overcome by perfect love this morning. and I pray faith would be elevated, that strength would be received, that hearts would be encouraged, and faith would be unfeigned in Jesus' name. I want to leave you with this thought today. Sooner than you think, we will be joined together again. And when we assemble, there will be people that show up that you never expected to walk through that door. And when they do, you will be ready to pray for them. You will be ready to speak a word to them. The anointing of God that you feel this morning uh, in prayer will come upon you. uh, And the Lord will quicken you uh, to lay hands on the sick. uh, And they shall recover. We'll all be evangelists. We'll all be preachers. We'll all partake in the Great
0: Commission together. God bless you.